the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 4 of the KyberCast. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Becker, and with me as usual, and hopefully always, Michael Diaz. How are you? I am excellent. How are you, Joe? I'm uh, I'm a bit giddy. I just got back from Star Wars Celebration. Um, I only did go on Saturday, but um, funny enough, uh, I arrived on Friday uh, to pick up will call tickets with a friend of mine who went with me, and we got there about 10 a.m., 10 30 a.m and uh we said well why don't we just take our badges and see where we can go um it clearly says saturday on it but uh, we walked right through <laughs> so nobody checked it we just walked right really? out of the floor and no problem like and um which was really cool because we got to go to the center stage that was in the middle of the exhibit and watch the um episode nine panel so nice um it uh it was, I can't tell you the experience uh, for me was great. Even though I wasn't in the actual um, giant room where they had the, the live people. We were on the outs in the exhibit hall where they had a, a Star Wars, the Star Wars show main stage. I don't know if you watch that on YouTube. It's, it's really good. It's like a 10 minute show every week. They played, they had like five screens really loud. We got to see the, the preview and, you know, watching it by yourself and, you know, on a laptop or your phone. I can't tell you how much more emotional it is when that you have 10,000 people packed, you know, screaming when the words, you know, um, rise of Skywalker, you know? Oh, I can believe and, it. I mean, I obviously it's not quite the same, but you know, when the force awakens came out and the Lucasfilm lo- logo came up, I mean, I almost, I teared up and I clapped and screamed just like everyone else. So, which is only a small taste. I'm sure what you felt. It was crazy. Now, I have been to a celebration. I went to the one years and years ago, um, right before Attack of the Clones. I went to the one. It was oh, in wow. Indianapolis. The second one. That would be, oh, maybe not this. No, maybe the third or fourth. Yep. I went to that one. Um, I went all three days. And I'm going to tell you that um, just from what I saw online and your pictures and whatnot, it is a much, much bigger deal than it was when I went. Um, ah. Much, I mean, when I went, you know, that was, you know, what, 15 odd years ago now, give or take. You know, YouTube and streaming everything online was not what it is now. So. No. Right. I mean, it was, it was intense. Now I've been to, I've been to some comic book conventions and whatnot. So I will tell you that for me, going to one day of Star Wars, Star Wars celebration would have been enough. I went all three and this basically the third day I went in just to say hi to some friends and say, Hey, I'm leaving. And then I left. Right. Right. This, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Star Wars and this is going to sound blasphemous, but three days might be too much. <laughs> uh, I, I don't disagree with you. I think, um, 
the first day was so exciting, the half day, because we got in without, I guess we shouldn't have been, you know? Right, right, right. Um, but, you know, we didn't pay, you know, a friend of mine paid for the big show, VIP, got his Qui-Gon Jinn pass and can do anything he wants, saw every panel. Nice. Um, if you, if you want to pay the $2,000 or it was, then yeah, you can have a spectacular time and you can, you can actually go all the days because lines mean nothing. And, you know, you can see those things. We did not do that. I, I paid for the cheap seat, but I still had a great time. I couldn't do the cheap seat three days in a row. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot to try and, right. and get in the panels and do those things. Um, but, uh, you know, what's funny is I thought it would actually be bigger. I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, there was some – I thought the hall would be bigger at McCormick. I thought they would take up more space. It was a good show. Organized, except for, I feel like I said, the lack of security of me just walking in. Like I think that's unfair to people that actually bought – you know, I didn't have to buy anything. I could have actually, I thought they were going to scan our badges, you know, because there's a QR code. They just glanced. I mean, I could have taken an artwork off the internet, scanned it, created my own badge and walked right through. Right, right. That's Without that's a doubt. When I went, um, I actually went under an exhibitor badge because uh, I knew some people that knew oh, some that's people. that's even better. That's even better, yeah. So, but they were quite diligent. I mean, I, I tried to walk through and like, yeah, you can't go in. You can't go in yet because I had an exhibitor badge and early entry was like at nine thirty or something like that. And only right. the super fans that paid the nine thirty for the you know, the early access could get in. So I had to wait, even though I had an exhibitor badge because I was not one of the cool right. kids. But still, it, it was a good time and you got to see the new trailer, the teaser live. I got to see the teaser live. I got to see um Dave Filoni on stage, which is a big deal for me. Um talk nice. about um the Mandalorian and uh, Rebels a little bit, and he talked about Clone Wars a bit on the main stage. That's what's cool. Now I will give him this: if you don't, you know, have the time to, uh, or the way to get in to see the panels, they've done a great job of bringing people to that main floor where nobody, everybody can just kind of show up. And they don't tell you; they just kind of happens. Now the sad thing is, we had to leave um, not far after that panel. Because we had other things that we had to do uh, in the city and take care of. Um, but then I found out that each one of the stars came out to that middle stage. So Daisy Ridley and, and you know, the, the, the cast came out one at a time and they talked to them a little bit. I'm like, oh, I really oh, missed that. See, yeah. I did go to a couple of panels when I went. And um, actually, the closest I got to a star was when I bumped into Tamora Morrison at a bagel shop across the street. Wow. He was there. I was like, hey, that's Tamora Morrison. That's hilarious. And I I will say my friend, I don't know if you know Chris or not. I won't say his full name here because it's a podcast and I didn't ask permission. Um, But he he did uh, get his badge signed by J.J. Abrams, which is pretty cool. Now did J.J. Abrams sign his own name or someone else's? I couldn't tell. It's close enough, I assume. Because he's. But he also paid an extra 200 to get Hayden Christensen's (laughs) autograph. Well, I, I think with that and a can of soup, Christian. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm throwing some shade. I'm sorry. It's all right. Good. <laughs> um, good show. Good show. I definitely would go back. I would probably plan it a little different, but I, I would go back. I don't know what the next one will be. I don't, I don't know if it could be as big as this one. Um, it's, if, well, it's, if the it's, Star Wars, if, yeah, if the movies are going to be on hiatus, like she said. So. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But so. Let's talk about that trailer. What what did you like? Well, first thing, what's your number one thing? What did you like about it? Um, boy, 
I thought number one, I remember when the Phantom Menace preview came out and that feeling where it had that, you know, every legend begins. Um, I can't remember the exact words and they echoed that. Right. And I thought they did a good job of, of bringing me into that trailer and you hear, you know, Mark Hamill's voice come up in, you know, anybody from my era is going to just melt right there. Um, I love that first shot where she flips over the, over who we may think is Kylo Ren, but it could be just a night of Ren. We don't know. Um, I thought it was just fantastic and just drew me right in. Then then it goes into like Leia's theme. Um, yes, that was something I didn't memory. I didn't yeah. notice that right away, and then once I saw people commenting online, I was like, "That that's a nice tribute. That's awesome that they did that." Because, yeah. I mean, let's face it. You know, in a lot of the prequels and whatnot, there was a hints of Vader's theme. So, which makes sense because it was all about Anakin growing up, but. With, with, you know, unfortunately, with Carrie Fisher being gone now, I, I thought that was a nice little tip of the hat. Right. You had a little bit of everything. Uh, I, I think I never expected a title like that, which is huge. There's so many things rippled in here, you know, showing the old medal, um, the award medal. Maybe it was Luke or Hans. I'm assuming it's Hans because he's probably it's threw definitely it away. Not you know, threw it away. Right. Although in canon, he's, <laughs> they did say he got it. I know. Um, I've, I've seen a, the comment. And gave it away. I'm super excited. I don't know. I, I, I it pulled me back in. Um, not that I was away, but it did feel like uh, there's a chance of wrapping this thing up. And I think maybe, maybe they had a plan the whole time, and we didn't know it. You know, I, I, you know, J.J. Abrams was an executive producer in the last movie, so he didn't know. It's not like he was blind. What was happening? Clearly, a full circle with some kind of presence of the emperor. Um, and you and I will discuss this because I think it's your first uh, reaction, um, which I thought it was great to hear that laugh. And, and I, you know, it was great. I, I thought it was great. I enjoyed it, but I think I am the yin to your yang. And I think <laughs> that I think I, I, I know we've discussed it before, but I, there are many people that argue how fantastic the uh, last Jedi was. I am not in that camp. So I think I'm a little, got a little bit of a, a hesitation on this one because a couple reasons. Uh, first off, J.J. Abrams, I don't know. I find him very derivative, and I, I think you're a little bit more excited about his story, whatever it is in this one, than I am. My argument has been, and, and we won't go too much into it, but the Force Awakens, Star Wars Greatest Hits of the original trilogy. But I was okay with that because we needed to bring people back in so we could get back into Star Wars. I don't want a Greatest Hits of Return of the Jedi on this one. And I'm afraid that's what we're going to get because I, my personal take on Abrams is that he wants to be Spielberg or Lucas so bad that he apes him too much. And I'm also afraid... He's going to undo as much as I disagreed with some of the story points that Johnson, that Ryan Johnson made in The Last Jedi. I'm afraid that Abrams is going to undo them, and it's going to be a, it's it's going to be well, too much talk, fan service. Let's let's talk it over. What is undo them? If it was planned, what's what's undo them? Well, that's the thing. You think this was planned? I don't think this was planned at all. I think each one 
They had a rough idea. And then they said many times, even with uh, The Last Jedi, that, yeah, Abrams kind of had an idea where he wanted to go, but it was each director they're allowed to write and sure. direct their story. I think sure. Ryan said, I'm going in a completely different direction. I'm taking a left turn here. And I can appreciate that on many levels. But I think that Abrams is going to course correct. And I think he's going to. In which way? Like, that's what I want to get to. What do you, what do you think the course correction is? What is the course correction? I number one, I don't, I think he's going to undo the fact that Ray's parents are nobodies. I think Mm -hmm. we're going to find out she's related to someone, whether it be a Skywalker or Kenobi or even Palpatine. Who knows? I'm just saying, I don't think, I don't think she's a no one. I don't think her parents are a nobody. So I'm going to throw this at you as, as the Yang. <laughs> um, what if I told you that Darth Vader as Luke's father was retconned in that that wasn't the initial plan after Star Wars. He changed his plan uh, going into Empire. Um, and I would say that Luke has got a little fortuitous with, with, with the way that maybe um, Sir Alec Guinness played a few lines in that movie and it kind of worked out. But the original script, he was not the father. And Lucas and said that. A, a story, a story. So I guess what I'm saying is each each movie kind of reveals more of the last movie. So is it like I guess if it's retcon, let's say that 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 Kylo was lying. Well, how do you know that wasn't the plan from the get go? Well, that's how the thing. Do you, you don't I, I don't that, necessarily. Right? I don't necessarily have a problem with a retcon. But if it's a retcon, just simply due to fan outrage and it's all fan sure. service then i don't know i don't like i said as much as many points of contention i have with the last jedi i don't want to see them just undone because they don't fit jj's story i guess what i'm saying is he's the executive producer on it i think he knew the story i i disagree i don't think i don't think there was any plan from point a to point b I think they're just like, hey, it's Star Wars. We're going to tell stories and we're going to make a shit ton of money. Maybe I'm too I think cynical. There was an outline. I think there was an outline. I think they had chances to take within that outline. I hope so. I yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited, but I'm much more guarded this time because I want them to stick the landing, and I don't think they're going to. Well, what would stick the landing be? I don't. Because I don't know. I don't have an answer, and I don't. I don't know. Like. I don't think any everybody's going to be satisfied to the hilt because everybody writes a better movie in their head than they do on paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, like I said, I, just like you, I don't know what it's going to take to stick the landing. I won't know it until I see it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like Disney's other property, uh, Avengers Infinity War. I had no idea what I was what I was going into when the movie came on, but they stuck the landing. Well, we'll see. End game's coming. Well, yes, end game is going to be okay. This that's really going to be it. But I have more confidence in that film franchise at this point now. I'm hoping. Well, I think they've proven over twenty. I mean, they've had twenty-one films that did well. I mean, it's pretty hard not to to believe that they're going to do it. They've right, right. They but they've pretty smart. No, they they didn't start out with an overarching theme and story. They caught up real quick within a couple movies. They caught up, but they also had. How many years of comic books to pull from to pull the threads that agreed, I think is agreed. a little easier. They got I mean, to, they, they got had, to, yes. They got to borrow and steal from 50, 60 years worth of comic book lore. I, I, I'll grant you right. that. Star Wars, um, I don't know. I think, I think 
you know, I, I, I really like the fact that the emperor was, is somehow in this, um, you know, I don't think it's going to be a physical being of the emperor coming back. I think that's not going to be it at all. I think it's, you know, one of a couple of things in, in, in the aftermath series, there's a contingency plan that, that the emperor put in. We don't quite know exactly what that plan is in that book, in the books. We know that he created some kind of area on Jakku, which coincidentally, obviously, raised there, and I don't know what that means for her. Um, we know that he had uh, these sentinel computer-like droids that had his essence kind of recorded in there to to further his plans. That's been in the books, but that's I'm assuming that's been in the books. I know it's yes. it was a big part of. Uh, uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yes, it's 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 in the books. Which doesn't mean they're all and, canon now. Yeah, they they are actually right. Battlefront is canon. Um, there's also the idea of holocrons, which have been in canon. Yep, because yep. they're in Rebels, so it could be a holocron. Um, and then who's to say that they, you know, that the Sith have not found a way to traverse back ghost like like the Jedi. They say they can't, but maybe uh, I think Lucas said they can at one point, but I'm not sure if that's true or not. Um, yeah. I just, I just hope so, he's not a clone. I hope it's not a clone. That's all I'm trying to say. No, I, I don't think it will be. I, I, I don't, I think that's too goofy. I think an essence from the past, much like a Yoda. I'm fine with that. I'm okay Why with not? that too. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen a Sith come back as a force ghost yet, so that would be new. I'm okay with that. I'm not against it. Um, See, and again, I'll throw another guard, theory too, but okay. Well, go, go ahead. Go ahead. You finish. Well, I was just going to say, so obviously everyone heard Palpatine's laugh. And again, I'm, I'm still guarded because I'm afraid. Like most of the things you just noted, I'd be okay with. I don't know that I'd like a clone and I really don't want Palpatine to be the bad guy again because he was the bad guy in what now? Six of the movies. Okay, not technically Star Wars, but we know know, the prequels. Okay, Emperor doesn't Mm -hmm. actually show up until Empire. He's referenced in Star Wars. But, so he's pretty much been the bad guy for six movies. He doesn't need to be the bad guy seven out of the nine movies. So, again. Which leads to my next theory. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. What you got? Let's say that the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise, right? Right. If you read, I don't know if you read that book, but uh, I haven't read it. But I think I know where you're going. I, I'm familiar with many aspects. He, you know, allegedly could uh, inhabit the bodies, almost, almost own them. What if Palpatine was never Sheev Palpatine at the end of that book? Maybe, maybe it was Plagueis that is actually Palpatine, and he just keeps jumping from that to Snoke to to whatever. Okay, now see that's know. interesting. You've piqued my interest there. That would be something new. Yeah, uh, it, it, it could be, but in in the Palpatine voice, and you know who knows. But then that retcons all of the movies, and you've realized yeah. Palpatine know, was not the bad guy. So and that's a huge retcon. I don't know that it's I, huge. I. I'm not against it. It's I'm it's a big gamble, right? Huge gamble. Um, I I can see how it piss a lot of people off, but you know what I. Yeah. I can roll with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I think each movie reveals something different from the past movies, you know. And I, and I thought about, you know, 
um, since it was the 20th year of episode one. And I was driving home today thinking about it. And I'm like, I don't know how any other way he could have wrote that movie uh, or, or the, the, the other three movies. I thought, how could he, how, how could they really made those different? I mean, they could have made some character changes maybe, but I think the structure of all those, and I, I'm trying to see how it's going to lead into the, to the last movie. That's what I was trying to figure out, you know, this huge structure. And the only thing Lucas could have done to make those three movies was you have to explain how an emperor empire came to be, right? Like you, you can't not do that because you can't just be an emperor and then own everything, right? There, it just doesn't work that way. So they had to show the politics of it. He had to get, get into that. And I, I, you know, if you look at it from structure, I thought Lucas did the right thing of like, this is how empires are built through deceit, through these things, these back channel ways and people surrendering their freedom willingly. Um, Cause you can't just, then once you have them, you, you own them. And I think he did a, I think that was really the gist of, of those three movies is creating this empire. Now you can argue the Jar Jars of the world and the characters, but overall I look back down thinking, well, it's actually fairly smart right now though. There's no leader of anything as we can tell right from the last Jedi to here, there's still, you know, the, the resistance or the, the Republic has been lost, blown away apparently. And we don't really know how big, I don't really know how big first order, first order. Gosh, I don't know how big they are after that movie. They blew a shit ton of it up. Right. What's right, left? Well, exactly. And you know, that's something I, I I've gone into before and I don't want to get too much of the minutia, but yeah, the first order like I said, their star killer base got destroyed. So that had to be a financial investment of many million billions and trillions of credits or whatever. And then in this one, their flagship got destroyed. How powerful can they be right now? Uh, yeah. And we don't know how much time is going to be in between and who's growing what and the factions and whatnot, but it will be interesting since there's only like five people in the resistance. What does that mean? Um, we get to see Lando. What does that mean? That was fun seeing Lando, of course. I love that. Who doesn't? Um, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, and I like the throwback to Solo, which, for the record, I really enjoyed Solo. I know some people dislike it. I loved it. I, I loved see it, it more and more. It's better every time. Every time I watch it, it's better. I agree. But remember he had like that, that black and kind of gold shirt? Yep. In, in Solo. They had a little call back yep. to that. I mean, I love it. I love it. So overall, I mean, I, I, I'm jazzed by the preview i actually don't want to see any more don't give me any more previews you're gonna get more they're going to huh oh of course we're gonna get another one i mean it doesn't come out till december yeah we're gonna get but i don't want another one, one more massive trailer of course there'll be a ton of them but i i kind of don't want it i kind of want it just hidden away and just show up okay you say that now but in three months or four months when they debut another trailer you're gonna be the first one to watch it of course, but <laughs> does it mean just because if they're going to give it to me, I'm going to watch it, but I think they, I, I don't really want it because I, I, I don't want to see any more scenes. I want to be surprised, um, but I'll still watch it because I can't, I have no, no strength. Um, <laughs> you have no strength. Zero. Okay. So let me, zero, okay, zero. so let's throw this out there now. So, Okay. You're in. You're into the. You know the rise of Skywalker. I'm. I'm. I'm into it too. Obviously, it's Star Wars. I'm into anything. It's Star Wars, but a little guarded. But let's. I want to talk about something I am excited about, and more so than this new movie. And that is the Mandalorian. 
Yeah, that looks so good. So FYI, listeners, Joe and I literally, before we started this podcast, watched a totally legal sneak peek of The Mandalorian. Yeah, they, yeah Sidetrack, they want that out there. That's they, this is that's marketing at its finest because there's no reason not to put the trailer out there because they have a whole channel to sell. This is brilliant marketing because at the end of the panel, did you watch the panel by chance? I did not. So the, the panel was live streaming. I was home here now. I wasn't at Celebration. It was live streaming up until that preview, right? To that seven-minute thing that they showed everybody. Then they came back and he goes, oh, I forgot to tell everybody not to film that. I'm sorry. Nice. Before, before he rolled it. So they know. They absolutely know that that stuff's getting out and they don't care because it's like, oh, my God, I got to find it. It just creates buzz. Brilliant marketing. Well, it worked. And it worked. Because you and yeah. I just watched it. And again, now, so it is full of a bit of fan service. Mm-hmm. But, but if it serves a story, and that's that's the era, though, right? That's that's. I mean, uh, it's just like if someone came to this time, they'd probably see Jeep Wranglers, and they would see the cars of the time, right? So you're talking what? I don't know how many years after Jedi, but it's after Jedi, not long. So, you know, I just wonder if they're on Tatooine. They didn't say, so we don't know. I I highly suspect it because. You, I mean, so there's there's a fair amount of fan service. There's a lot of callbacks. There's a lot of cameos. I mean, a salacious crumb. Yeah, on a spigot. Well, I don't know if that was him on the spigot, but if you saw on the cage, what was that creature? That kind of creature. Yeah, exactly. Was being yeah. Oh, that was yeah. that was great. But um, IG88, come on. Oh my God, it's gonna be great. Did you see him? That was uh, Giancarlo Esposito. They never mentioned him in there. He's there, and he's in there. Yes. Well, you what? saw you you saw who the the guy was that the Mandalorian was talking to, right? In the the longest part of the clip, that was Warner uh, Warner Herzog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I knew he was he was announced. I, I knew he was announced, but I was as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, I thought he may have a small cameo. Now, okay, no, well, he could be the beginning smaller, of the pro show. You know, then they never see him again. Yeah. He he did talk for a bit. That was yeah. all I know is yeah. that. This seems like a more lived in. Oh, I don't want to say more lived in. Star Wars has always been kind of dirty as far as Luke's perspective goes when he starts off. But right. this is, uh, I don't want to say it gives it a Western vibe because that sounds a little bit too. Oh, much it totally cool. is. No, but no, they know. They is. said that. Now, when I say they, Western. They said that in, in the panels. It's it's a Sergio Leone. It's, it's right in there. No, when I say that, Star Wars Western. I'm not talking like Firefly, which, yes, I do love. But right. it, yeah, it's it's definitely a hired gun, six, you know, six gun type guy, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the Mandalorian. I think what looks amazing, and obviously we didn't see the crispest, cleanest uh, imagery, right? But it sure as heck looks like it's in the Star Wars world. Like, oh, they spent money. That that's without obvious they spent money. Yeah, it is. This is not like, and I'm not, I'm going to offend a ton of people, and I I don't care. This is not like some Star Trek thing. Whoa! It's not like the production here looks 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 the production here looks way bigger, like way bigger. It or does. they're just really good at. It. Well, no, I, I think it's a couple things. I mean, number one, let's face it, special effects technology has gotten way cheaper. Yeah. Not well, and obviously it's still super expensive, but they can they can now do really cool stuff 
on a TV budget. Well, you watch you watch the new CBS Star Trek, right? Like I don't I don't I don't I don't know any of the canon of Star Trek, so but I haven't yet. It, I've watched. Oh, okay. But you have. It's well done. But I don't think it has. A, yeah, it's not this production though, is it? Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, this is. Uh, let's put it this way: as as good it is, as good as the start, the new Star Trek is. I mean, it's miles above anything from 10, 15 years ago, and you'd expect it to be. But yes. let's face it, Disney is spending Game of Thrones-type money on The Mandalorian. Yep. And six ninety nine a month? Come on. I'm I, done. I don't want to pay for another streaming service, but I yeah, have but to watch here's The Mandalorian. Thing. I have to. Yeah, and here's the thing. They're going to bundle. They own Hulu. They're going to bundle Hulu with it for yeah. like like 12 bucks a month or something. They're going to get my money. And then and then, then do I need Netflix? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Well, I still need to watch Orange is the New Black. But that's a different story. Yeah, I didn't, I've only watched season one, but as far as I got. Um, it looks so good. I, I mean, it's funny, they didn't, he didn't take his helmet off to no. show who he was, which no. what he looks like. Um, I, and do we don't know if he's a real Mandalorian, do we? We just know that it's the armor. That's I never could because that was like the Boba Fett thing. He just took the armor. He was not a Mandalorian. He was raised by a Mandalorian. He was the clone of a Mandalorian. No, Jango Fett is not a Mandalorian. What? No, you're blowing my mind right he's now. He's a bounty hunter. Nope, he's not for he real. Is, um, for real. I, I for some reason I did not know that. I'm I'm a poor Star Wars fan then. I'm looking up uh, an article here, and I'll read it fairly quickly. Uh, it was right. It was in it was in the Clone Wars t- uh, cartoon show where they talk. They go to Mandalore and they talk about Jango Fett, and they said Jango. This is the Prime Minister of basically Mandalore, a city of Mandalore. Um, basically, it's Jango Fett was. This is a quote. Jango Fett was a common bounty hunter. Now, how he acquired that armor is beyond me. He's not a Mandalore. Oh my god. And let's see, the longtime clone directors, Dave Filoni, made no secret of the fact that George Lucas informed him the Fets were not Mandalorian, no matter what stories the expanded Star Wars universe had come up with. So as disappointing as it may be to accept that this Clone Wars confirmation that Jango Fett only looks like a Mandalorian is hard to dispute without disputing Lucas personally, and he did invent the entire thing. Well, see, so, now I just learned something, and I, apparently I'm a poor Star Wars fan because I just learned that. So <laughs> now we don't know. Is the Mandalorian actually Mandalorian? Is he Boba Fett? I hope not. Bring something new. Yeah, they something new to they the should probably... Yeah, I do too. But I mean, it is interesting how they've done nothing with that character that everybody... Like, I walked around Celebration, and there was more... Uh, there was more um, Boba Fett than anything. I mean, still. And, and the guy was not in there very Boba long. Boba so. or Mandalorians? No, a Boba Fett outfit. Okay. There were a lot of Mandalorians, but Boba Fett dress. Nice. So, so a lot of cool Star Wars stuff coming. Like I said, kind of hedging my bets on the new movie. Of course, I'm going to see it opening night. And of course, I'm going to squeal and probably cry when they show Lucasfilm up on the screen because this is the last time for his for the foreseeable future that we're going to get a new Star Wars movie. Yes, we know more are coming. At least two more trilogies. Yeah. We don't know when. I don't know when. So, and it looks like they're going to satiate us with uh, a couple of uh, series on the Disney Channel with The Mandalorian and something with uh, Cassian, Cassian Andor. Andor. Yep, which I look forward to as well because I love Rogue One. Rogue so, One is fantastic. There's no, I can watch it over and over. 
Absolutely. So I, I had a great time. I hope to go to more of them. Um, damn near got a tattoo in the tattoo area, but I didn't. Um, what? Why'd you hold up? Why'd you hold off? Uh, just they were only doing their flash art and, you know, other people can get the same thing as you. And I'm like, I didn't want that. That makes sense. Though. So I didn't do it. So I, didn't I respect that. Um, but again, uh, the, the preview is, is in my head. Um, I'm really hoping that, um, whatever the rise of Skywalker, is it a person? Is it a religion again? Is it a new religion? Is it uh, a philosophy? Is it is Ben it a- turning back into a Skywalker? Is it Ray becoming a Skywalker? Are they brother and sister? Who knows? There's Are they so getting many ready, rid of Jedi and Sith and Skywalker is going to be something in the middle? Who knows? I, I don't know. That, that is the one thing about the new trailer. I think it asked a lot more questions than I answered. So I have no idea what's coming at us. I hope it's great. I, I you know, I, I just oh, hope they tie it I in. Like, I, and unlike you, I, I trust JJ a little bit. I, there's something about the way he made force awakens that felt star Wars. I know it was a reboot in your head, but it still felt right. Not just a re- more, re- uh, more of a greatest hits. Yeah, but it felt right. Like I felt Star Wars, and I'm not sure. There's there's parts of Last Jedi that do, and there's parts that don't at all. Like I don't know how to explain it. Um, but but I hope I, there was something to the way that JJ. I I think his just eye, honest to God, I think it's just the way he composes. Um, I think that you know Ryan Johnson had great color, color in, in in his stuff, but I don't know if he just shot things the same. I don't know. I don't know. Um. So until uh, the next time, I guess next time we can meet. Well, we can talk the beginning of Endgame because that'll be coming up, I think, in two weeks, right? Uh, 26 or something like that, 27. I can't remember when it starts. Yep, yep. But yep. Uh, that, that'll be the thing to talk about soon. Um, I don't know. We'll catch up then. Sounds good. So Avengers next. We got it then. Yep. Michael, thanks for putting up with my Star Wars episode. Um, I love it. It's, it's called uh, the KyberCast. We're going to we're gonna have to cover Star Wars now. And then. Yeah. I, I accept that. Yeah. Um, so I uh, I thank you. It was a unbelievable time. Um, I still have a lot of podcasts to catch up on to see how celebration went for the, the places I listened to, and um, and I got to get these up on the on the on the site. So and I'm failing, but we'll get there. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, man. Have a great night. You do the same. Shh.